Friday, the 14th of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Danny McGinlay. Shane Lee is with me. How are you, Shane? I am fantastic, Danny. Now, listen, uh, we love having our Afternoon Sport uh, hosts and, and reporters on the ground when there's big events on. You've been in Adelaide for the gather round. How's, what's the vibe down there? Man, it's, uh, it's pretty electric. Like, uh, you know, it's probably the biggest thing to happen in Adelaide since Shannon Knoll was uh, kicked out of that strip club. But, uh, no, it's The crazy horse. Never, <laughs> oh, I, never I, been I, there. I, I wouldn't know. No, I'm a palace man myself. Anyway, um, it's, uh, it's, as much as we, you know, we love to tease Adelaide, they know how to put on a party. The Adelaide Fringe is genuinely one of the best arts festivals in the world. Uh, you know, Clipsal is always an absolute event. They know how to put on a show and genuinely uh, I've not seen Adelaide so excited about an event for, for years. This is huge. I, I am slightly feeling for the Carlton fans who have probably booked mm. a big weekend of going in and then they uh, get absolutely thumped and now you've got to uh, sit around while the other teams uh, enjoy it around you. But uh, no, it's pretty it's pretty exciting. Um, I want I wonder how much the SA government is uh, paying for it because uh, I was over there with the uh, Front Bar TV show, which I worked behind mm-hmm. the scenes yep. on, and uh, we they put out the red carpet for us. There was a we, they, we, there was some great functions. I stayed, I slept at the Adelaide Oval, Shane. There's got a hotel there. Wow. Yeah, and it was real fancy, and uh, we, a lot of the the crew and cast got to do that. It's uh, they must be putting on like tens, if not hundreds, of millions, and I'm all for it. I think it's a great it's great fun. Yeah, it's a good town, Adelaide. It's, um, they do have the record in Australia having the most serial killers per capita, but, uh, <laughs> but apart from that, it's a great town to tour. It was one of my favourite places to play cricket, actually, and um, good to see that the footy was strong last night. I tipped it early, Adelaide. Going to be Did pretty you? good this year, yes. Oh, and uh, unfortunately for Carlton, the banana skin for them. Yeah, I mean, that'll happen with young teams. Anyway, today on the show, we will be talking more AFL, NRL, baseball, NBA, UFC, and more. Hey, Stephen Ferris here, one half of Fire Up. I'm here with the great Chris Gale, the other half of Fire Up. And Stephen, we've had a lot of fun with rugby league over the years, but with the way the concussions and HIAs are going, I give the game about five years. It's looking dark and gloomy, Chris. So you may as well come and tune into the Fire Up podcast now and listen to the last days of rugby league. As we see the little stuff, it's a soap opera and you're going to love it. Find Fire Up on any podcast app. Let's go into the basketball. The NBA's regular season's now over. All attention turning towards the postseason. There's still seven Aussies or around that win with a shot at championship glory. Hey, uh, look, Josh Giddy, oh. this player, he is amazing. Uh, he, he just he abs- almost got a triple-double in his uh, playoff debut. Uh, his Oklahoma City Thunder uh, beat the New Orleans Pelicans 123-118. to 118. This guy is, like, for all that we were expecting Ben Simmons to be amazing, and Ben's been pretty good, but probably ne- not lived up to his potential just yet, Josh Giddy is w- eclipsing any hopes we had for him. What an amazing player. Yeah, very good player. Burst on the scene last year in the NBA and had a fantastic season. They always talk about the second year and the second year yips, whether you can follow up a really good start. And he's definitely, he was, he was slow out of the blocks this year, but he's come good, as you just mentioned, in his, um, his postseason playoffs. Um, 
20, at 20 years of age, 31 points, 10 assists and 9 rebounds. Unfortunately, our other Aussie in that match against him was uh, Dyson Daniels, and he's now out ah. of the playoffs. So it's unfortunate for him. So one Aussie goes through, and one Aussie, um, unfortunately, goes on Mad Monday uh, <laughs> <laughs> next week. So, um, But, yeah, we've still got some really good players in and around. I don't know where Ben Simmons, he's still involved in the playoffs. He is. No, he is. Yep. Um, the, the Philadelphia 76ers are playing the Brooklyn Nets. Bit of a grudge match yep. uh, for them. Uh, and that's, you know, so I think, is that Patty Mills versus Ben? Patty Mills is also in that match as well. Right. Um, you got Matt Del- Delvadova for Sacramento uh, and Josh Inglis uh with uh, Milwaukee, so some Aussies. I think Milwaukee are out. Oh, they're out now as well. Okay, gotcha. Before, yeah. Okay. yeah, well, um, and then I think John Jock uh, Landale at, at Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, yes. So, um, yeah, so some Aussies still there and thereabouts, but the guy who's getting all the praise is um, is obviously Josh Giddy, and he now takes on the Minnesota Timberwolves on Friday. So. I think every Australian who loves basketball will be watching that. Absolutely. And uh, I'll be watching the uh, Simmons versus the 76ers just because I love a bit of rivalry. Simmons, yes. Ben Simmons, great player. Look, he just he's still scared to shoot. It, it's so weird. He's so good at basketball except for mm. the whole putting a basket, a ball in a basket bit. <laughs> it's odd. <laughs> like, well, he had the Kardashian curse, didn't he? Oh, oh, is that what it is? All right. Yes. Yeah, no, I knew – of course you know that as a maths fan. But uh, – <laughs> <laughs> uh, with uh, with it is sad that the New Orleans Pelicans are out, but if you're going to do Mad Monday anywhere, I reckon New Orleans would probably be top of the list. Yeah, yeah. what a great town that is. Uh, Jake Paul going over to boxing. He's going to fight UFC great Nate Diaz in uh, in August. He had a loss to Tommy Fury, and mm-hmm. uh, now I'm I'm not a huge uh, boxing fan, Shane, but I, I did some research. So for those like me who don't really know the Jake Paul story, he's a, yes. a He's a, a little guy off YouTube uh, who's got uh, like 100 million subscribers, done a lot of pranks and stuff, and mm-hmm. for some reason decided to start fighting uh, people. But <laughs> he's actually good, so you've got to give credit to him. It'd be like uh, you know some little TikToker reckoned he was okay at cricket and then went out and scored 100 against Pat Cummins. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He's... Um as you said, he did lose his last fight to Tommy Fury, but now he wants to take on Nate Diaz um, in a boxing match, as you said, in August. By the time this fight comes around in August, uh, Nate Diaz will be 38 years of age, so let's not get too carried away here. Yep. But what Jake Paul can do very well is promote, and uh, I'll just read one of his quotes here. He's saying that the day will be a funeral for Nate Diaz. <laughs> I will send him back to UFC President Dana White. Um, refreshments uh, served at the, at the service, uh, black tie attire. So um, there you go. He's a great promoter, um, but now you can back it up a bit too. I reckon it was – I did I read some of the comments he said. He did say that uh, – accuse Nate Diaz of running his mouth on that. Now, I reckon when you're the world champion of UFC, you're allowed to run your mouth a bit. You have to run something. That's right. I'll, I'll be running from them in that bloody octagon, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Hey, um, uh, also in, in boxing, Australian boxing world champion, uh, Ebony Bridges, she believes a fight with uh, a fellow Aussie could shatter records and set the internet alight. It will. Um, she's talking about fighting Avril Mathie, um, and uh, Ebony Bridges is known as the Blonde Bomber. And she's pretty much 
garnered her reputation by the weigh-ins and the, I suppose, the least amount of attire she can she can wear at those weigh-ins. So it's a bit of a feast for the eyes if you like that sort of thing. But um, yeah, so they reckon this fight. They're, they're both obviously good-looking girls, and they don't wear much when they weigh in. So it might shatter the internet, mate. Who knows? Man, I'm really torn on this. I mean, once there's one part of me that goes, "Well, this is a real shame that women have to, you know, get sexualized yeah. in order to sell their sport when they should be celebrated as athletes." But at the same time, like. In the ancient Olympics, everyone, every event was done completely naked. And I always, I've always, i always argued this needs to go back. Hey, if Jake Paul's fighting Nate Diaz and they're both naked, I'm all for it. If uh, you know Ebony and Avril are doing it naked, I'm all for it. I'll, I'll, I'll see the discus. I'll see the 100-metre sprint. I'll see the pole vault. I, I think nudity. It wouldn't be a good look from behind watching the pole vault, would it? And it <laughs> arse comes up and spreads. Don't be a prude, Jake. Jesus. Let's give it don't all, hang it all out there. We're all adults. We don't. We should, I think, yeah, I think nudity in sport should be a lot more common. Yeah, Bag's not doing Greco-Romo wrestling either. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a feast for the eye. Hey, uh, th- I think this is anyway enough about uh, you know the NBA and and fighting and gather around. Let's talk about the big issue in sport. Baseball fans in America, they've brought in a new thing with the Major League Baseball this year, which which I quite like. It has sped up the game. There's a pitch clock, sort of like yes. a shot clock in NBA. You've got to, um, you know, you can't spend too long in between, you know, actually playing the game. Did you know this, Shane? This is a fun stat. The actual length of Playtime in a baseball match. Do you do you want to have a guess on how long it is? I mean, the, the av- average game's about two and a half, three hours. But how much time if that is spent actually playing? Well, I I, I did look up too, and, I, and I, I got the average length of a game as three hours and six minutes. Okay, but, yeah. But so you're saying how much time is actually played? Yeah, it'd be. I'm assuming very little, probably about twenty minutes. Oh, less four. We're joking. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, cool. it's just because things happen so quickly yeah. and then they stop. Yeah, I suppose so. Wow. But I love baseball. And so, but because of this uh, pitch clock, uh, a lot of the stadiums have realized they don't have enough time to sell beer. So they've extended beer sales into the eighth inning. Yeah, here, here. <laughs> oh, Don't we love that? I'll get into the ninth as well. Why, why are they stopping early? It should oh. go past. It should go past the end of play, I reckon. <laughs> Stay with us because we're going to be talking NRL, AFL, and more after this short break. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. So last night, Gather Round began. Carlton v Adelaide. It was an absolute demolition by the Crows in that first quarter. They were they were unstoppable. Yes, they were, mate. They looked really good. Um, Darcy Fogarty kicking three goals in that last quarter and five in total. Uh, unbelievable. Tex Walker, I, I just love him as a footballer. He's a big bloke and and he kicked a couple of key goals from, from way out, took marks at the right time. But it was the, for me, it, it was the hustle of the Crows and the smothers and, and they really shut down 
In particular, Kerno, I thought, uh, was given no room all game. Harry Mackay, still in good form, kicked a couple of good goals. But, yeah, the Crows with the hustle and, and pretty much ran away with the game over Carlton. Oh, yeah. And I think about once a decade, uh, fans get this magical season where you've toiled for a few years and Crows have done it hard ever mm. since that devastating 2017 uh, grand final loss. Yeah. They've uh, absolutely bottomed out and slowly they have rebuilt and rebuilt. And this year is where you suddenly realise, oh, we're good again. The, where the, 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 the dawning of a new era and there's nothing better than that feeling. And the Crows, uh, look, they're six. They've won three. They... Lost two, they probably could have won a couple of those, but they would be absolutely up and about, Crows fans. And I say, enjoy it. I was wondering if part of Gather Round, considering the SA government have given so much money, is maybe they will get, maybe both South Australian teams will win, but I hope not because it's my Bulldogs playing Port yes, Adelaide. playing them. That's right. Which will well. be the 200th game of probably the, the most beloved Bulldog on that list, Tom Liberatore. <laughs> He's an absolute bull god. He's genuine. I don't know how much... Uh, they talk about him up in Sydney. Like he's known as being an absolute character down here. Do you know all the stuff he's done, uh, Shane? Uh, look, I, I know he's old man. Was a very, very good footballer. I, I've, I've watched that um, that funny uh, piece to camera he did uh, after they won the grand final, saying he's got a hundred on the MCG. <laughs> he's, he's got he's got a good sense of humour. I know that much. He's genuinely one of the most odd people you will ever meet. I've interviewed him uh, <laughs> right. doing doing things for for the Bulldogs, and I think he absolutely enjoys. Uh, uh, subverting expectations. Whatever you ask him, <laughs> he will try and think of an answer that'll surprise you. Because I, I, he's and genuinely, his favorite. He loves Shakespeare. His right. uh, favorite play is Othello. His two favorite movies are Pulp Fiction and Wedding Crashes. He's <laughs> well, they're two of my favorites as well. Maybe. Oh really? Oh, maybe, there we go. Maybe, some... maybe I'm a weirdo. <laughs> and he, but he plays with such grit, and he bleeds red, white, and blue. Uh, mm. He's had he's had uh, you know and younger days. In his career, he was found you know, drunk in the in the gutter. He's had a couple of <laughs> knee injuries, but he is a gen- he's got amazing Simpsons tattoos. I just genuinely love him so much, and I I can't believe he's only played two hundred games. Does he feel like he's been around forever? But uh, I, I was just I was just yeah. listening to your stats there. Um, Locks Pulp Fiction, yes, I do. Tick has uh, been found in the gutter before. Yes, tick. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got any Simpson tattoos. There you go. Well, that's. I think get on board, and then and then you can celebrate yeah. Tom Liberatore. He's just. I hope all all fans take a few moments to to read up on Tom Liberatore and what a genuine, like we say, character all the time. But he is a true character, a loose unit. And Tom, I absolutely love you, and I hope you hope we get a win on Saturday. Uh, how about your Swans, the Warner Brothers? Yes, the Warner Brothers, mate. That's very well put. Um, we take on Richmond. Uh, it's a big game. Um, yes, yeah, so Corey Warner comes in. Um, brother Chad's always has been in the team now for a couple of years and and, and a very very good player. Um, but he comes in due to Paddy McCartan's uh, head knock. Yeah. Now McCartan last year played, I think, all but one of the Swans games and was sensational in the back there. Um, has a, a unique ability to mark at the back and very cleanly mark him too. Like a lot of guys don't do that. Um, but prior to last year, McCartan was out a lot with a lot of injuries. Um, so they're going to really, really monitor this close because he's, he's a key part of our defence and Swans. And um, But I think this, yeah, the Warners, there's something about those kids. They'll, they'll, I think he'll come in and perform well.
I think you'll you should win because Richmond's should injury do. list is uh, yeah. it's like that scene from Gone with the Wind. You just keep panning out, <laughs> and all the players are lying in agony. I mean, if, if, if you're in Adelaide, uh, fans, like just just wear a tiger strip. You might get called on to play at some point because <laughs> they're that they've they've got uh, look. It's a real dark time for uh, Richmond. I think the Swans will do well. Uh, they're almost as depleted as the Dolphins. What a what a journey they've been on. What a roller coaster they. Went from the darlings of the league. Uh, the Rabbitohs had a pretty easy win on them last night. I really enjoyed Wayne Bennett's post-match presser, where he was giving classic Bennett one-word answers, looking absolutely <laughs> furious. Uh, there, there was talk, I, I believe, from one of the pundits that, the, that they believed the Dolphins would win, and we'd see uh, Wayne Bennett dance like Mr. Burns. But uh, mm. I got to say, I, from my knowledge of the Simpsons, Mr. Burns is a pretty good dancer. <laughs> yeah, I can't see Wayne Bennett being a good dancer. <laughs> No. But um, yeah, they, they were they were expecting Wayne Bennett to mastermind a win, particularly over his old club, um, South Sydney, and uh, the guy that's why he anointed it as their, their coach now, Demetrio. Um, but it looked the, the rabbits looked good. Thirty six. Saying that, um, Dolphins scored fourteen points. It was pretty close up to about ten minutes in the second half, and then uh, it was a real mistake by I think Jesse Bromwich put a hit on their fullback uh, and was sent off. So they left with twelve players. And then South just went to town. Um, Campbell Graham scoring a double. Um, Alex Johnson, who's back on the wing, scored a beautiful try at the end. And and Latrell Mitchell, who's in exceptional form, was just strong, big, scored a try, set up another couple, and um, and South ran away with it. So no dancing. <laughs> Which is a bit of a shame. That's, uh, uh, and how's the rest of the NRL uh, uh, week looking? Which match are you excited about? Well, I'm excited about uh, the Roosters versus the Sharks. Um yeah. The Roosters get back uh, Teddy Tedesco uh, and Matt Lodge, so I think they will should should win, um, and the Sharks have a few injuries as well. Um, the big game I was really looking forward to is a bit of a local derby, the Bulldogs versus the Eels. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think I think the Bulldogs are in a bit of trouble here. The Eels are in pretty good form, and and uh, the Bulldogs will, will be out, be without uh, Phil Army at Kikau, uh, who's undergoing a, a surgery for a torn pec. So he's out. Manly lose Schuster, although they won't be too disappointed with that. He was like a turnstile last week. <laughs> they, ran all, <laughs> they ran all over him. Uh, and then the Panthers, I think they're going to put 30 points on the Knights. Um, they get back two key forwards, in particular their heart and soul, Liam Martin. So they they looked really good last week. They, they're they starting to peak, and um, they get back, as I said, their heart and soul, Liam Martin, and another key forward. They should put 30 points on the Knights. All right. Well, I'll be checking yep. out those guys. Hey, yep. quick question without notice. Yep. Um, uh, now that uh, he's not Prime Minister anymore, is Scott Morrison still going to Sharks games or has he stopped pretending? I don't reckon they'll let him in, would they? <laughs> He's got, nothing, he's got nothing to offer him now. I only ask because uh, as soon as Julia Gillard wasn't Prime Minister anymore, she stopped even pretending to be a Bulldogs fan. Oh, yeah, I get it. That's part of the game. That's all right. Um, just uh, while we're previewing, uh, if you're a, if you're a neutral uh, AFL fan but you want to see a really good game, uh, Sunday, uh, it's the last game of the round, Collingwood versus St Kilda will oh, be an cracker. absolute yep. ball yep. terror uh, in the good way. Um, yep. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a free vasectomy. Sorry. Uh, St Kilda <laughs> undefeated top of the ladder. Collingwood, the inform excitement machine mm. of the league uh, and a bit of a grudge match because that 2010 grand final still stings a lot of Saints fans. So that's going to be absolutely uh, brilliant. Well, Danny, just one, one, uh, one, other, one other tip from you. Essendon versus Melbourne. What are your tips there? 
Uh, I think Melbourne will absolutely smash them. Mel- uh, okay, Essendon, there you go. flat track bullies. Melbourne are a bit of a sleeping giant uh, mm. at the moment, which is weird. They won the premiership two years ago, but they're not they're not playing as excitingly as they can. But when Melbourne are on, they are absolutely unstoppable. So yep. I'd say, okay. yeah, pretty easy win for the Demons is my tip. I'll be a bit close to that. Anyway, we'll see how we go. All right, that's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet. It's the only betting app you'll ever need. We'll be back next week with your daily dose of sport. See you then, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts? Like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians, and more about sports, music, and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.